0: Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live.
1: This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist.
2: your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3-8. Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church.
1: Real Presence Radio is seeking an enthusiastic and organized individual to plan and produce Real Presence Live, which airs weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have strong interpersonal planning and technological skills. Tasks will include scheduling daily guests, writing talking points, running an audio board, and managing promos and podcasts. If interested, please contact me, Brandon Clark, Programming Director, at 877-795-0122. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in.
0: Mount Marty College, experience the momentum.
1: To be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith.
2: And I'm Chris Euler.
1: And we're broadcasting live this morning from Holy Cross Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. We lift high the cross because we know who's the boss, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the one holy Catholic apostolic church with (laughs) He founded. Chris, it's good to see you this morning. Hey, same to you, Father. And as we continue to just proclaim the gospel, we gather as a family of believers and just have great conversations on faith and what the Lord is doing in this uh, great glorious world that he created. And ice and snow, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, Ooh. bless the Lord. Because, absolutely. Because uh, we are experiencing another polar vortex coming down, but uh, <laughs> it makes us strong and hearty, especially uh, draw closer to God as we draw closer together in the indoors this time of year. Oh,
2: absolutely. We don't really have a choice but to love each other.
1: Amen. No, can't. And work out our <laughs> salvation with fear and trembling, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes shivering. Um, we're so grateful. We have a great show lined up. Uh, let's get a preview of this morning's show, Eli
2: yeah thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up on this morning's real presence live. He's a focused missionary who's been called to work specifically with college athletes. How is Mike Mortensen answering this call to serve those in the athletic world that tends to keep its focus on fortune and fame? Well, you won't want to miss that right away this morning. And it's a life-changing retreat for adults with a unique theme as old as the church. What is this retreat, and how can you experience its beauty? Cheryl Vogel will share all the details. And, do you have some spiritual goals for the new year? We'll be talking with Father Jason Kern of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester about creating some attainable spiritual goals that will ultimately help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. All that and so much more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you.
1: Thanks, Eli. Well, before we do anything, we want to give honor and praise to God and ask Him to bless our time together. Chris, let's pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise for this day, this uh, opportunity to grow and know you better. Most especially, we ask that you would bless all our listeners, wherever they may be, give them strength, perseverance, and help them hear your voice as they continue to follow you as disciples. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Chris, how was the drive over here this morning for you? You
2: know, it was pretty good. I my, I didn't feel warm in my car until I got about ten miles out. So, it was good. But uh, wow, I tell you what, we yeah, we are. I moved further from Canada, but uh, it's still cold.
1: Still feels cold. How long? Still about, feels cold. How about that baby? Yours? That your son? Um oh, exp- man. He, what's he think about the cold weather?
2: Well, uh, he loves being outside, which is strange. But he just like stares at the snow, looks around. I don't know. I don't know. We haven't, I haven't, he hasn't quite touched the snow, you know? Sure. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know about taking him outside in the next couple of days. Like, maybe a little too cold for him right now. But he loves the outdoors, so. I don't know. <laughs> it
1: won't be long, and he'll be out there sledding, and you'll have snowball fights with your child. Exactly. And those are some of the beautiful things as family life that we live, and just that mystery of watching uh, watching your children encounter the snow or the cold weather for the first time, or oh yeah, trying to walk on ice or taking them <laughs> ice skating or sledding or things like that. You know, there's so many uh, good things in family life, and uh, you know, a lot of that just comes from you know our own life experience and, and sharing the faith and. And uh, this is the beauty of, of experiencing God's creation as we come together. You know, uh, Chris, you in your your life and your faith, uh, you've you've shared a lot with uh, uh, college ministry in your own journey with your faith. Right. Um, were you part of the FOCUS program at all?
2: I was, yeah. So I was uh, very involved in the FOCUS program uh, during my college days at University of Mary. Uh, I was in a Bible study. I was in what they call discipleship with a FOCUS missionary where we met every week. Um building that relationship as a brother in Christ with, um, with his name is Dan, great man, um, and working towards a common goal and him challenging me to grow. And it's, it was phenomenal. And I credit a lot of my spiritual growth and my maturity, I guess you could say, to the witness of people in focus, to the missionaries in focus, to the focus conferences, to all the opportunities that were allotted to us because of this great ministry and focus.
1: It's a beautiful testimony, and I know in our listening area, we have a lot of uh, people, families, who have been really influenced by the by the Focus mission and mm-hmm. the work of the disciples and missionaries. This morning, we're glad to be joined by one of those missionaries, Mr. Mike Mortensen. Mike, uh, gra- glad to have you on Real Presence Live this morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Father Tim, Chris. It's great to be
1: with you. So, you know, Mike... Chris gave a beautiful testimony of how Focus was a part of his experience of brotherhood and life in Christ when he was a university student. How did you become involved in this mission of Focus and to serve the Lord in this particular way?
0: Yeah, so when I was a sophomore out at the University of Mary, it was actually the first year that Focus came out to campus. Um, and right away, uh, it's funny how they get into our lives because they kept calling or they kept saying, Hey, it's like, I'd like to meet up and get to know you. And me being kind of stubborn, um, being that stubborn ass he's like, no, no, no. But eventually, uh, one of them must have found out where I live and came to knock on my door. Um, and just said, <laughs> Hey, can I come in and, and chat with you? And, and that's kind of that, that in- first encounter uh really did change a lot for me, because right out of there, I got into a Bible study. I finally decided to make it worth my time and go, um, and his friendship and the way he invited me into his life. So my my first discipler was, was Joe Brick, uh, was his name, and he would invite me into his family life. Um, he had a child at the time, and to see the way that they lived out that life and that Christian life uh, was really, really inspiring. Uh, and then quickly after that, I got into the same as Chris. Um, I was hearing him share his testimony, and I got into that discipleship where I was kind of where I was trained to learn. Uh, or I was learn learning and being trained how to lead a Bible study, how to disciple others, and to evangelize other guys. In particular, uh, on my team, and I play football out at the University of Mary.
1: That's awesome, and a beautiful another. Th- I love the great reflection of the beauty of family life and. Just how you were drawn in by all that goodness.
2: Absolutely. yeah, thanks, Mike, for sharing that. And so yeah now, do you have that experience in college? It made you uh, on fire for Jesus. It gave you that solid foundation, that relationship. Now that being said, as you look at your life and you look at your call to becoming a focused missionary, when did that occur and how did you see it?
0: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> uh, when I was a, uh, when I was a junior and going into my senior year, I was very often times asked by my missionaries, would you consider applying? Uh, We think you'd make a great missionary. And I always had a resounding no to that. (laughs) Um, You know, almost to the point where at one point I got into a little bit of a scuffle with my missionary, just a a nice heated debate about why I didn't want to. And I had every excuse in the book, because I was actually married my last year in college Mm -hmm. um, to my now beautiful wife, Ashley, Um, and so I just had every excuse in the book, uh, why I shouldn't go and become a missionary. Um, one of the scary things is the fundraising side. Like I can't do that for me and a family, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to be moved so far away from my family who I love dearly. I don't want to do all that. It's going to be too hard. I need this community. But then what happened for me, I went down to what I thought was my last focus conference. So this would have been seek 2015 down in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the main keynote speakers down there was uh, a guy named Patrick Lincioni. And during his talk, I'll never forget how intensely he uh, he looked at, up on stage. He was kind of he was inspiring and, and giving this great keynote speaker about God's will for you and your life. And he said, "You got to look and see what the world desperately, desperately needs." And he's just so passionate. Mm. And then what gifts and abilities you've been given. Mm -hmm. um and where those two things interact that's where you got to be and that's where the lord wants you and that just opened me up um and and right then and there i kind of felt it hit me like oh crap you've asked me you've you've (laughs) called me haven't you now (laughs) and so i went you know started praying about it and i I went to recruitment weekend about a month after that
1: That's beautiful mike and especially just the uh there's that divine struggle that happens between us and the Lord at times, you know, like, but that beautiful question, what does the world desperately need right now? This is for all our listeners. That question is for every member of the church. The church, the Lord desperately the world desperately needs followers of jesus who are willing to you know give of themselves for others and not just to to a certain level but to go all in and to say yes you know i will follow you you know wherever you may go you you have the words of eternal life jesus i want to follow you uh, Mike, oh, yeah. you mentioned being a football player. There's a tension with that probably in your own college journey, but now you work specifically with collegiate athletes. and Can you tell us about that within focus, how you've used your experience as a college athlete, as also as a, as a husband and a family man, to now witness to college athletes that are in the universities that you serve?
0: Yeah, so uh, I would say that uh, I, I work so I work in a branch of focus called varsity Catholic so we have a few like subsections within uh, within focus there's varsity Catholic focus Greek uh, and these are people who have lived that particular part of the culture mm. and are trying to evangelize in those particular parts of the of the culture especially at university um, in, within universities and so I've used my my experience in a variety of ways uh, knowing that where I felt most loved when I was a student athlete was when missionaries would come out to practice and they would, you know, really be integrated into our life. They would know what we were doing, who we were facing, uh, just on that very human level uh, as a way to to get an access into into the athletic culture on campuses. And so right now, uh, this year, we have like 197, I think, missionaries that are trained to do this within focus. Who are trained to go into uh, different campuses and different athletic programs and do this kind of evangelization, uh, and then in that opera, as soon as you get that in, and, and guys know that you're caring about them in many deep ways. Um, when when yeah, when we have that, then we invite them into Bible studies from that, and from the Bible studies, we hope to start training them in this art of missionary discipleship as well. And so that's kind of that's a very a very quick look over what I've been doing here on
1: campus. That's awesome. That a beautiful testimony. And also, like you said, knowing the culture and then evangelizing the culture.
2: All right. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Well, thanks for tuning in to Real Presence Life here, guys. You know, I'm Chris Euler here with Father Tim Smith. We're on the line right now with Michael Mortensen of Focus down at the University of Minnesota, Mankato, uh, sharing his experience as a varsity Catholic missionary. And, and, Mike, you know, you talk about your experience and how you felt that love and you saw that you were cared about, and that led you to Christ. And so um, that beautiful witness of those folks loving you, and then you in turn giving your life um, as an athlete, as someone who is on a college campus, on a team, right? And so um, one thing that there tends to be around athletes Especially collegiate athletes is a stigma, a certain kind of stigma, uh, being focused more on sports, being focused on um, their their own wants and desires rather than other things. So that stigma is there. And so, what do you? What are your thoughts on that stigma? Why do you think it's it's there?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Chris. Uh, so it, it's there for a variety of reasons. One of which there are guys like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to sit and say that that everybody is buys into the stigma but I think some of the guys uh, especially here, if, if uh, one of the captains is in particular one of those guys, that's kind of what they're known for. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's kind of uh, important to realize that there is a part of the culture that is so within athletics that is so focused on just the sport and that there's nothing else to life but the sport. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's where I get a, a kind of a fun opportunity to reach into hopefully the hearts, minds, and souls of those guys and at least for propose to them that there's something outside of just their sport um, that that's worth living for you know and so that's something that i I enjoy those guys greatly that live like that but then there are also guys who uh when you talk to them they're not like that at all right Mm -hmm. um you know they're there for school and they're there sometimes they're pursuing their faith and they do have to have this very natural discipline uh that's given to them through through their sports because Unlike other students on university campuses, right? You have a schedule in addition to your academic schedule thrust upon you, and you have to say. And they basically say, "Hey, you got to make this work for practices, for training sessions. Um, if you need rehab stuff like that, here's the time you need to make this happen." Which mm-hmm. is both a, a, a is a good thing and a, a, and it can be a challenge because it's a good thing because it instills a solid discipline to them, which very naturally lays a bedrock for the gospel, right? And and to actually make time, like the idea of making time for prayer, um, makes sense when it's like making time for training um, and things like that nature. But then it also is challenging then to actually find the time in their schedule to make faith a, a priority in their life.
2: Right. Right. Well, thank you, Mike. And I, I know of one person in particular on your campus right now who uh, grew up in my <laughs> hometown and I played baseball with, like incredible young man who he lives this virtue out very well he lives his faith out incredibly well and so maybe can you speak a little bit to like some success stories that you may have seen
0: mm, yeah so i uh, i yeah i uh i think the big teams that i'm on right now um i'm seeing some true it's it tough because for ncaa reasons you can't use name or sport or anything like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um yeah when you're at I've seen in within the different teams, like that, that credible witness where guys who we never thought would come and don the doors of, uh, we work out of a Newman Center are coming in and, and making time to pray, you know? Um, and we're talking guys who in some regards were, it was never ever on their radar, but they've been so drawn in, I think, by the authentic friendship and the true joy of the gospel. Um, that They just can't help, and there's something that makes them curious, and they want that, and they desire that. And I think uh, that individual, he has another buddy on the same team um, who is, they're both just rock stars, and I'm, I'm very happy for them and uh, the way that they've changed their lives and given their lives, not just to live out the gospel, but to share the gospel. It's its inspiring, and I get a front-row seat to that here uh, um, as their missionary.
1: Mike, that, that's a beautiful testimony. You know, with our listeners, what would you leave us with in our thoughts about how we can pray for collegiate athletes and their drive for the Lord? Uh, you know, just in a few few seconds here, what, what can you let us know about your mission and how we can pray for those athletes?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, rosary. <laughs> Lots of rosaries. It's one of mm-hmm. the things that I think makes us distinctly Catholic on campus, college campuses. Um, and I think as soon as people get a true encounter with our Blessed Mother who leads athletes to Christ, that is truly uh, the, one of the best things and the most powerful prayers.
1: Mike, thank you for being with us. We're praying for you and our mission. Uh, coming up next, we'll pray for intentions you submitted during our Prayerfully for Your segment. And coming up in 10 minutes, you'll have an opportunity with a direct conversation during our Straight Talk segment, where you can ask us questions and things you need to know about the Catholic faith. Coming to you live today from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, my name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Chris Euler. Stay tuned right here to Real Presence Live.